philanthropist, podcaster, true friend of the podcasts of Metropolis, Mr. Lex Luther. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. <sighs> Embarrassing me. Um, speech, speech, uh, blah, 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 uh, open bar, <clears throat> the end. Uh, <laughs> now, the word philanthropist comes from the Greek, meaning a lover of humanity, uh, coined about 2,500 years ago with the story of Prometheus. Choosing between gods and men, Prometheus went with us, and he ruined Zeus's plan to destroy mankind. And for that, he was given a thunderbolt. Jew! <laughs> that seems unfair. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, the podcast of Metropolis. Podcasts are knowledge, and knowledge is power. And I am... <laughs> no, I am... No, what was I saying? What am I? Uh, no. The bittersweet pain among man is having knowledge with no power. Because... Because that is paradoxical! And, um... <laughs> Thank you for coming. <clears throat> Please drink. Drink. It's free. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit for me. My day. This is Facing Off, a podcast where we take two comic book movies we find to be similar and we compare, contrast, and rate them. I am Iron Man, Gabe. <laughs> and this is my billionaire playboy, chiroptophobic. Superhero of a co-host, Nick. What's up, Nick? Chiroptophobic. Yeah, fear of bats. Oh, really? Cairo Psy, baby. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, know look it. at that. And uh, we're actually joined by the real Captain America, a Superman, a savior of our hearts, Mr. Nick Doria. Wow. Thank you. That is quite the entrance. I yeah, get afraid of bats and he gets Captain America. <laughs> oh, dude, but I if you looked Vine. as handsome as he... Wow. You'd get that as well. I call BS. Ooh, hey, but you probably early. like Batman a lot, so I was accurate. Yeah, is he is he phobic of bats? Yeah, that's Batman's whole thing. He turns his fear into something well, that I guess you're right. defines him. Right, but does he eventually become cool with bats though? Yeah, he must love them at some point. But I know that in when does he welcome Batman bats? Begins? <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> what's the name of the bad guy in Batman Begins? Uh, uh, Raz al Ghul. Yeah, he says I didn't think you would take your fear like so literally and create like a <laughs> oh, bat yeah, that's suit right. out of it. But anyways, Liam what's up, Nick Doria? <clears throat> Not much, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm uh, pumped to be on. Yeah, tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I actually saw you guys record. I think it was your first episode back when I was yep. uh, living in your living room for a week. Yeah, so that, was, uh, that was fun. Just moved to L.A. a few months ago, and in that first month of moving here, I uh, 
couldn't find a place as quick as I wanted to, so you know, was able to live it up in your living room. Slummed it out there. So you we got to watch. You. you got to watch like top five most LA things ever. Just two guys record a podcast just on like a couch, just going ham on, on some microphones. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty fun. Well, you were also, you wanted to go see movies with me, and you were willing to watch, like, movies each night. So I right. knew that at some point you'd have to be on this. Also, you're a funny-ass dude, so Thank it'd, you. it'd be fun to We've have you on. got a fellow cinephile. There's going to be, like, a real problem with you both being Nick. Um, True. I think that we can now <laughs> stop fighting each other, and then we could all collectively go after Lex Luthor because you're both named Nick. Uh, you have to save Nick. Why did you say Why that did name? Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Who's <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. you guys got any shout outs? Any people you want to shout out? Um, yes, I do. I have cool. a shout out. I will shout out uh, again for the second time. Our buddies at uh, Movies That Molded Me. Uh, we are in talks of coming onto their show. And I think we have a topic. I've got to run it by, uh, by our connect Chris and see if... Uh, see if our topic up, works but uh i think we have a good one yeah yeah i think and i are excited we just got to make sure that uh, they don't already have that episode in the works or something and we'll let you guys all know when we're on that so you can listen to that as well but i think you should already go out and listen to movies that molded me by the fade to gray podcast network yeah yeah nick doria do you have any shout something out don't shout out the word paradoxical though yeah that's already been done yeah it has been done no uh it's paradoxical no, no real shout outs uh you know just just pumped to be here it's uh the dress attire i think i mixed mine up you told me that it was gonna be a black tie event. yeah you were supposed to wear a skirt well you oh, told it me it's black tie so i've got my nice suit on and i didn't realize you guys just so listeners a little behind the scenes Nick and Gabe do this completely in the nude. Yeah, and my pee pee's out. Threw me totally just, off just guard. only wearing one uh, black tie. Yeah, we're yeah. sharing it. <laughs> Buck naked, one tie. It's on, pretty nice. And it's a lady in the tramp kind of it thing. It just helps us understand each other. Um, yeah. We're in a big like comic book team up type uh, situation here, yeah. and so we gotta be yeah. naked and understand our true powers. Yeah. Uh, before we get into no, that. professional yeah. eyes at eye level at all times. Well, I'm going to shout out a few people. Catherine is a listener of our podcast, and she felt neglected by us not uh, shouting her out as she uh, normally would say. But uh, thank you for listening, Catherine. Cool. Uh, and then Ryan Martin again. I think I shouted him out in the past, but uh, he was desperately trying to write us a review. And he forgot how to write. Yeah, I, I think he couldn't figure it out. But Marty, we do really appreciate you taking the time to do that, and we're really happy that you listened to the episode. What does that and mean, uh, desperately trying to write. I don't know. We were golfing, so I didn't really know what was going on. But uh, uh, I still appreciate it nonetheless, Marty. Uh, Nick. Oh wait, I, just a, a quick little like cleanup thing. Uh, I guess IMDb is really inaccurate in its like budget and box office uh, numbers. And so all the box office stuff that I've been saying could potentially have been wrong. But now I'm doing extra research for you guys, so I'm trying to keep it accurate. Just using Wiki instead now? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, no, I just use Google. I just that's, type it uh, in instead of just going on IMDb. So sorry that I gave you guys false information. I knew it because they said the movie Barry huh. Lyndon made $100,000 and it made like... 10 to 15 million. So I don't know what interesting. Yeah. So they take the D in IMDb pretty uh, loosely. Yeah. Dumbasses. Yeah. Oh. 
um, internet movie data. dumbass base. Oh, yeah. There you go. Got it. Perfect. Um, cool. Nick, hit us with the synopses. Okay. Today's two movies are Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice <laughs> and Captain America colon Civil War. Um, we've chosen these two movies because they both have colons in the title. And that's the only thing that they have in common. That's true. That's it. That's right, the only the thing. Okay. Yeah. Here's, our, here's my synopses. Uh, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice is the story of DC Comics retconning Man of Steel to make sure we know that Batman is really mad that Superman destroyed a building full of Wayne Enterprise employees. Shortly after we find out that Batman remembers that, we also find out that Lex Luthor is Jesse Eisenberg and that he too does not like Superman. Superman also saves Lois Lane from terrorists in the Middle East, but is also framed for shooting the place up or something like that. And then he and Batman start to get kind of pissy at one another. Uh, Batman asks Superman the absolute worst question you could ask on a first date. Do you bleed? (laughs) And then upgrades his suit, builds a bunch of kryptonite weapons, and meets Wonder Woman. Uh, Back to Mark Lex Zucker Luthenberg. He enlists Scooter (laughs) McNeary's Man of Steel injured... uh, um, it's a character that was injured in Man of Steel that we only discover is a character in this movie, right? Yeah. He's not in Man of Steel. Scoot? Yeah. No. Yeah, okay, right. No, he's so, injured at the beginning of yeah, this movie. he's crushed by right. the Right, yeah, yeah but building. that's in the events of Man of Steel. Oh, true. yeah, yeah, true. Right, true. yeah. So we find out that he's a guy, and uh, Mark uh, Zuck and Lexer Luthenberg um, <laughs> frames him for blowing up a Senate hearing. Then... Lex Luthor reveals he was playing Don King the whole time and set up a Batman v Superman showdown by stealing Martha Kent Superman's mommy. Ding, ding. Batman and Superman square off for only like a couple minutes. It's honestly pretty cool, but short-lived and ends when Superman calls his own mother by his first name for no reason. And Batman realizes that that's also his late mother's first name. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, Batman saves Martha, Lois Lane stashes the kryptonite lance that Batman made to murder Superman with, and then everything's fine for like five minutes. Lex Luthor's half-Zod, half-Lex hybrid monster that he birthed from Zod's ship is, uh, uh, comes out of its cocoon. Uh, at the gender reveal, we find out that its name is Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday is really strong. Superman can't beat him. Doomsday absorbs kinetic energy, transfers it into really big purple energy farts. So Superman <laughs> tries to take... The uh, fight the space. The USA nukes Superman and Doomsday, but Doomsday just gets stronger and more spiky from this. He falls back to Earth. Superman stays in orbit just long enough to make us think he's dead before he falls back to the Earth, is not dead, fights Doomsday alongside Batman and Wonder Woman, then dies while killing Doomsday, and then is not dead because the sand on his coffin floats. It's a mess. Yeah. The movie's a mess. It's dirt. Dirt? You didn't get like buried at a beach. Oh my god! It's buried. a cemetery. You're gonna, you're gonna pronounce Dude, you buried. Yeah. You're gonna pronounce you buried, buried as buried. I, just, I said this over yeah, the past. buried. You say buried? Yeah. It's not B A R R I. Yeah. Anyways, Fuck Captain no America: <laughs> colon, Civil War. After Scarlet Witch accidentally blows up a building full of Wakandan diplomats while fighting alongside Captain America, the Avengers are torn apart by the age-old question, should we let the vigilantes vigilant? The Mm. answer, if you ask Cap, is yes. The answer, if you ask Iron Man, is sometimes, if the government says we good. 
due to terrifying prospect yeah. of our heroes serving the world while accidentally murdering many, many, many people. The world's governments draft what is called the Sokovia Accords. The Accords state that the Avengers can only operate when given the express written consent of a tribunal of world leaders. Cap and Iron Man disagree cordially at first. Cap and Iron Man then split the Avengers in half, so they don't agree cordially later. Uh, Cap takes Falcon, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch. Iron Man gets Black Widow, War Machine, Black Panther, whom we meet in this movie. Spider-Man, whom we also meet in this movie. And Vision, who's honestly pretty unlikable in most of the movies. Their disagreements come to a head when Captain America stands up for and rescues his old buddy Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, who has been brainwashed to assassinate the Avengers by a man named Helmut Zemo. His mom hated him. Uh, Cap tries to help him. Iron Man hates that idea. They battle at an airport. Ant-Man gets big. War Machine gets paralyzed. Iron Man gets even more mad. However, he gets even more more mad a little bit later when he finds out with some help from Zemo that Bucky killed his mother and father. Zemo reveals to Black Panther that he took advantage of the timing of the Accords to set this all up, and Cap and Iron Man battle each other um, uh, with the help of uh, Bucky. Yeah. Cap wins. Bucky loses his sick metal arm. The movie ends when Cap extends an olive branch. War Machine learns to walk again, and Iron Man learns a lesson in morality. Whoa. You know, I actually think Batman versus uh, Superman is simpler. I think it's butt chin versus butt chin because they both have very pronounced butt chins. With <laughs> butt it's chin, a dimpled chin. Butt chin v butt chin. Yeah. Colon. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> the strong jaw. Um, so we really wanted to do these two movies because they both came out at the same in the same year, and they really um, showed us the big divide between the quality of a Marvel movie, a big Marvel team up movie, and then a big um, DC movie. That's kind of a team up movie. Um, and uh, a lot of the comparisons. I mean, this the plot lines are very similar. It's about like. Whether you're, uh, whether the consequences are going to be, or or that every action by the comic book heroes has consequences, right. and we're not we're not like acknowledging that when they're destroying cities, killing bad guys. Yeah, um, and what level of uh, oversight should we have over these super beings? Uh, yeah. They also obviously pit hero against hero, which is always fun to see. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I also think this is like the perfect part. Like our our concept for facing off is uh, a lot of times we really want it to be like what works by showing a good movie and what doesn't work by showing a comparably bad movie. And I think this is like one of the best examples of it. Right. Um, DC versus Marvel. One clearly doing a better job throughout the whole timeline. And then DC still uh, struggling a little bit more oh, in the yeah. past few movies. But yeah. yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I mean, both both. You're movies. on notice, DC. Yeah, <laughs> we see you. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are I'm gonna re- use what's uh, our normal rating scale: one yeah. to seven. One being the lowest rating, seven being excellent, near perfect, and four being average. We're gonna use our normal five categories. Yes, um, we are. Actoring, spectacularity, originality, eye candy, and. Legacy. Legacy. Cool. Let us start. All right. Batman v Superman v Iron Man v Captain America. Since Which Nick has scolded me, let's do let's do Batman versus Superman okay. actoring. Um, actoring is a category in which we talk about 
the performances and we talk about the characters. So we're saying uh, how good were the performances uh, and then did the directors and writers give them the tools that they needed to uh, perform at the best of their abilities. Since I've been scolded on this a few times by Nick, I will start this instead of making the guest <laughs> yeah. start. Uh, I gave Batman versus Superman uh, a three, which I, I thought was going to be lower. Um, I think that Ben Affleck has a really good take on Batman. Yes, uh, we've I agree. seen Batman so many times, and I really like this dark take. Um, someone who is willing to do whatever he can to um, stop injustice, right. um, and he's very dark uh, about it. Um, and I think he does well. I think Jer- this is a really cool Alfred. Jeremy Irons is like a big like boss. He kind of just like tells Batman yeah. what's up. It's different. I mean, he's no longer the the butler. Michael Caine's the old butler in mm. uh, the Christian Bale ones. He's but... like, almost I like... swore to your parents that I would protect you. And I'll have it. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's in this one. He's getting dirty. He's getting dirty. Yeah. He's, he's fixing cars, putting some cool he makes, gadgets together. He and... makes like a little joke while he's just sipping on scotch right. and helping out Batman. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get him drunk and snarky. Movie. Like it sounds great. like there's so many moments where he's like, man, you should find a girl. And he's like, but not going to happen. Oh, he was like, in your dreams, Alfred. Right. Uh, Gets his yeah. with it. Henry Cavill as Superman, like... I, the thing is, is like he's doing an adequate job. Superman is an alien and he's supposed to be this like stoic figure that doesn't really express a lot of emotions. But I don't think it's really I don't think he's written that well by Zack Snyder because he's not charismatic enough for us to really care about him um, and, and for us to really get behind the fact that he just wants to save people. He's not trying to stop injustice. He just wants to save. Um, also, mm. <laughs> it, yeah, he does, like, huh? I, I think it works for him in The Witcher because he's supposed to be dry. Like he's mm. he's a monster hunter that's created to be that way, right? Um, but <laughs> I don't. One thing that really bothers me about his performance is when he's sad. He looks like he's taking a big old dumper. <laughs> <He's constipated laughs> he looks like so constipated when he's sad. Um, <laughs> he does. The biggest uh. problem for me in this movie, and I, the reason why I'm not even going to put it on an average, it has to be slightly below average uh, with a three out of seven, is Jesse Eisenberg. Like what? This is like yeah. the weirdest casting decision Wait, of all time. You didn't like that? No. <laughs> he's no. just like, hmm, 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 <clears throat> you sound like, oh. you sound like Yoda, dude. I mean, he sounds like <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse when he does his little like <clears throat> little ticks. Yeah, it's so weird, and he just like everything he's doing is just over the top. Oh, but the dime um, store suits. Yeah, the suits are so bad. <laughs> They're definitely on the rack, and he's a billionaire. Uh, he's like, I, I think maybe it's that he's written to be over the top, but it seems like him making those little noises and stuff are him bringing that into the character. No, actually, if you look up the original the screenplay for the movie, it just says... Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. M M eight dot 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 H M dot dot dot. That's basically you dot dot dot. I mean, I guess like the the part when it is the writing is like whoever wrote the, the part when he's like getting access to Zod's ship with that congressman. He's like asking for favors from the congressman and then takes a Jolly Rancher out and slips it into the congressman's mouth. Like, yeah. he doesn't have anything over that congressman. It's he's weird. I it thought it was weird. a quid pro quo relationship. Right. And, well, and I think at one point they show you the bowl and it's and 
all green yeah. bowl of Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. And they there's some blue ones. ones. There's some blue there's ones, some blue but ones. I didn't it see any uh, green dominant. Well, and then he I makes sure it's it cherry because right. it's the cherry on top that right. he wants. Right. Okay, so you noticed? That, did you you notice that the bowl was like? It was like supposed to be green. reminiscent of kryptonite too. Yeah, it was I was like very why? forced in your face yeah. about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Did you guys uh, notice that there was a henchman? There was the same henchman in both of these movies. Callan Mulvey, the guy who kind of has like a a little bit of like uh, cleft is lip. That, no, his eyes a little bit. His hair is like slicked back. He's like one of the guys in Strikers Force in. Oh uh, really? Yeah, in no, I did Captain not America, and that. then he's the Russian guy in this one. No, I did not notice that. That's him. Yeah. Nick, go, huh. go ahead. I, I also gave it a three for all of the exact same reasons. I mean, Cable is fine. Affleck is fine. Godot is fine. Um, the script Gado. is just like, huh? Gadot. Gad- oh, you pronounce the T? So, like, very briefly do it. I saw her on a show, and she goes, Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. Okay. Make it well, sex. she's great. Um, <laughs> all passable. <laughs> the script is just full of, like, silly remarks. Yeah. Um, from like a lot of the characters, but it's not like they, it's like they didn't commit in one of the two directions. It's not fully dark and it's not fully goofy. It's like barely goofy. It's barely goofy, but like, that's what makes Jesse Eisenberg so odd is that he's just like this big, weird, like streak across the whole movie that's mostly painted like gray and black and and like dark colors and then all of a sudden you just have this like silver streak of Jesse Eisenberg on the canvas that doesn't make any sense. That's a great way of putting that. It's just like he just stands out so much in this otherwise bleak movie that's just such a cluster of nonsense and like honestly it's like five or six good ideas and they're all just mismatched and like torn apart, and then it doesn't make any sense in the end. I'll get into it later, but I agree with you. All the same reasons, I gave it a three. Yeah. What Other about Nick, you, Nick Doria, Nick two, Nick two. I that's the best. One. I actually gave it a three as well. Wow. Yeah. So threes across the board here. I mean, half of the number of the beast. I, I think yeah, the old three, three, three. Um, so yeah, Ben Affleck. Honestly, he on paper. I think he's a bit better. I think like it's a good idea. He definitely yeah. reminds me a lot of like the animated series of Batman. For sure. Yeah. Um like the one we grew up in the 90s, like yeah, that one totally. it, like definitely to a T. Um just I don't think it came through as smoothly as I thought it would be. Um Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. Um, hey, she's she's money. I think she's great. Loved her in uh Wonder Woman, but Aside for that, I think she did a great job of her introduction into the uh, into the universe. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg was. It's just so distracting throughout the entire movie. Is just listening to him talk about God knows what he's bringing up his dad every you know every like three lines. He has something about his dad, and you can't tell yeah. if he's like. He like lives in his dad's shadow, or he looks up to his dad a ton. Yeah, there's or, no backstory like, to that. No, there end? are so many things about backstory that are just and they have to be glossed over because, like you said We've before, we started recording this. It's like there, like there aren't any movies before this to set up most of. There isn't anything to set up Batman. Totally, right. there's nothing to set up Wonder Woman. Like, do you know? Do you guys remember how, how long has Batman been fighting crime in this movie? Do you know? Right, you're supposed to know like he's old because of his years. gray hair, and that's it. 
No, how long? They say it. How long? 20 years. 20 years. years? He's been fighting crime for 20 years. Damn. So... It, like almost none of the things that Superman say make any sense. Yeah. If you view it in that context. Right. That's true. Right. Why is he just like, yeah, the bad is bad now. Yeah. Like, right. You've been alive more than 20 years, Clark. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it is kind of weird. You just now way. noticed that right. in the, the like, other, the only other large city right next, in this yeah. world. <laughs> right across the river. <laughs> right across the river. Yeah. <laughs> There's another vigilante just messing stuff up and you're like, no, the bad is dead now yeah that's true but he could live before like yeah. come on yeah i don't know just he just he really tanked the movie in in my mind i don't know if maybe it, the writing was fine for him but the way all the lines came across with like all the dad stuff and everything is either a quip or like an epic quote that he's trying to nothing is like normal dialogue for oh, him which yeah. i mean i guess he's a psychopath but still like there's literally zero normal dialogue from the entire movie so it just seems a bit forced true from lex yeah yeah Yeah. i think ultimately i think like that what it sounds like is that the acting isn't really the worst part of this movie but like someone like lex luther like jesse eisenberg's lex luther kind of brings it down we didn't even talk about scoot 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 is Um, great you know what his first line or his line is at the beginning is you're the boss boss (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to actoring uh, uh, with uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, Nick, why don't you start this? Uh, Nick Tellier. Uh, so Captain America: Civil War has at least one standout actor. It's not who you think I'm going to say. Who do you think I'm going to say? If you say Don Cheadle, you're wrong. It's not Don Cheadle. No. Do you want us to say Robert Downey Jr.? No. It's. Uh, What's the actor that plays? Uh, it's um, helmet. It's uh, Frederick Z- Zoller. Yeah, this is Frederick um, Zoller's best performance since that propaganda movie that came Daniel out. Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, Bruhl. he's a great actor. Uh, he's great. He's so good. He's fantastic in this movie. Did it. And I mean, everyone else <laughs> that all of the Avengers. I don't think any of them ever give a poor performance. No, mm-hmm. it's so, always great. I mean, I just wanted to highlight that that Daniel Brühl is fantastic. Yeah. Cool. He's also, his name is Frederick Zoller in my mind. Yeah. All the time. Not Helmut Zemo. No, the actor's name. Oh, yeah. Because, Fair enough. Well, yeah. he has a name. You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Cap stands out. Spidey's great. This is the first like Spider-Man we get. What do you think about Elizabeth Olsen's Russian accent? Uh, okay, so Julie and I were talking about this. Does, she, in, does it intentionally fade fades. because she's yeah. been yeah. in... It, I was going to say, it fades every movie fades. Further and further. I think because it's because she's, she's not Russian. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I, it makes me think that like Elizabeth Olsen went up to the like the Marvel execs and was like, "Look, I, I can't. I can't do. I'm not good at this accent. I can't keep doing it." And they were like, like "Why did you hire me for um, this?" <laughs> well, well, you stay in America longer, yeah. so maybe it could fade. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. great if I could do that." You know, I don't know. It's not good. Yeah. But all right. I mean, her performance isn't bad. The accent is. Yeah, all the performances are good. What uh, What about you, Nick Doria? Um. Oh, my rating was a six. Forgot to say. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's what I was gonna say. Seven, I yeah. gave it a six as well. Um. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody did a uh, really good job. I think uh, Robert Downey Jr., who I guess wasn't even supposed to be part of the movie originally. Like he was only supposed to have like a small cameo. Then they had to like convince him because he wasn't signed up for it. And 
Robert Downey Jr. gets paid a shit ton of money for these movies. Yeah. And then they finally He's brought him in. a personal chef, too, if you in. look it in the credits. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He gets it all. So, um, yeah. so I thought he was really good. I mean, they obviously give him a lot more of the emotional range for for any of the characters in the movie. Sure. Um, Paul Rudd. Yeah, they really do, actually. It's yeah, they, really impressive. They get, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that line he delivers, and, he killed my mom. I, he's like, I don't care. He killed my mom. Is like the such, most human moment right. of this, and it he really makes it work. Such, right. That yeah. line is delivered perfectly. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Um, you, you were talking about someone else. Oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Paul Rudd... It's taken a lot for me to get on board with him as Ant Man. It's tough to see I Paul Rudd as a agree. superhero. Yeah, I don't know. Like Ant Man was a great movie. I think he was a great little like he's a good cat burglar and everything. But him fighting Avengers and stuff like that, I don't know. It's it's a little tough believe to believe. And then ends a scene with uh, anybody have orange slices? Yeah, no. is that it's, a thing that happens when your head hurts? Yeah, dude, you ever never... played like sports as a kid? You weak no, little dude. baby. Is that why they do that? I, I was guess. in school, okay? <laughs> get, get your butt. As if you can't go to school and also yeah. play sports. You couldn't let Ain't no outside. sports at my school. Okay? <laughs> Are you implying that I dropped out of school to play sports on the street? Like I'm not implying. Of... I'm saying that. Okay? <laughs> it's explicit. But Paul Rudd has one of the best lines in the movie. He says, uh, "Thank you for thanking me." Oh yeah, that's right. That's a great line. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the only good line. Yeah. Go ahead, Gabe. I, you I'm your conscience. We haven't talked in a while. It's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gave it a five, a little bit lower. Um, this is really cool because this is the first non-Avengers team-up movie, so we get a lot of characters shoved into it. And it was the first time that like, the Russo brothers proved to Marvel they can bring in a shit ton of characters and make it work. Um, because it's more than the Avengers. I really like the way that Robert Downey Jr. delivers lines, like, while well, we were out kicking ass. Uh, and he's like, what am I, why are there coffee grounds in the sink? What am I running a bed and breakfast for biker gang? Like he's just great in it. Um, and I really do. I also put a note that this is the first time he shows off his like dramatic acting. Um, cap is my favorite character. We'll like get into that later. But, um, Chris Evans was the actor I least had faith in. And Mm -hmm. I think that these movies were so well written for him that you Mm -hmm. just really believe in him and he does a great job. And I think the combination of the two of them really works in this one. Um, you already talked about, uh, helmet Zemo, so I don't really need to, although I think that's a really well done, uh, nuanced performance. I'm not a big fan of like Avengers type humor. So I'll talk about the airport scene a little bit later, but like, I don't like the quippy one-liners that much. I kind of like when my like my Marvel movies are a little more serious. Hmm. So I could have like done without that because sometimes it's like I can't get a like I can't get a read on Don Cheadle's performance as Rhodey, uh, War Machine because like I don't get he's either the goofiest person or the most serious person. Nothing in between. He has my favorite line in the movie though. What? Tony, Tony Stank. Stank. Oh. <laughs> Tony Stank. Stank. I, that's one of my least favorite of Stan Lee's entrances. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Thank you for everything you've done. But I'm very happy that we're not going to get his stupid fucking cameos. They filmed in these. a bunch of them with him, didn't they? No! Yeah, I think they pre filmed a few. That's a horrible timing. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say that I really like Anthony Mackie as Falcon. Like, this was the first time I really got into Falcon as a member of Avengers and found him to be like an important character. I just like him in it. It's got a cool bird costume. But the one I want to highlight the most, I don't, I I felt when I first saw this, 
I walked out saying that Black Panther stole the movie. Like I remember, he had like he's not that much. He's not in that much no. of the movie. But I remember walking out being like, "That's the coolest character Marvel's ever put out." I'm very excited to see where this goes. He's very well designed. Yeah, like, they crushed for. I mean, for his small little like part and entrance into it, which I think like differentiates between Marvel, like the. Uh, Civil War versus Batman versus Superman. Like, there's an entrance of a few characters in both sides. Yeah. And that one for Black Panther in Civil War, they fucking crushed it. Oh, so good. Like and I, it's a lot better than like, Batman finding them in a computer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there was <laughs> exactly. also, like, really good character development for him, even though he's not a main character. Right, right. No, you um, find out cool. a lot about him in a very short amount of time. It's I do cool. wish that they saved the Spider-Man reveal for the movie and not the trailer, because I think yeah. it's one of the most yeah. epic things they've done. But... Uh, yeah, I like people it. are gonna see it. I so I gave it a five. I, I don't think I, it's just hard for me to give really high acting awards right. for Marvel movies, except for Endgame um, so, and Black Panther. Yeah. So uh, I give it a five. Let's move on to our next category: spectacularity. And we're gonna start with uh, Civil War. Yeah, let's start with Civil War since we're on it. Spectacularity is just the engagement level of the movie, whether you were distracted and worried about runtime, or you were fully engaged and uh, found it to be an interactive experience. Yeah. Uh, so Nick Doria, why don't you start with that? Okay. I gave it a six because although the second time I watched it, I think I was a little bit more prepared for what was going on, but I remember seeing it in theaters and I was sucked in the entire movie. I think there was, I think they did a great job. It didn't draw out at all. Um, all the scenes, like the, a lot of the action scenes opens up great with um, them um, in Africa yeah. uh, running that whole mission. I think that was awesome. I kept uh, the introduction of Black Panther, the, the tunnel scene where they're all sprinting through the tunnel, yeah, Captain America um, and the Winter Soldier and Black Panther. I think that was awesome. Um, and overall, I mean, the storyline, I think, obviously in comparison to Batman vs Superman, but I think it all unfolded properly and it didn't it all made sense throughout the entire time you weren't really kind of scratching your head like what are they getting at so i i gave it a six i thought it was really good for sure what about yeah, you, Nick? i gave it a six as well it does a really good job of being uh succinct even though it's a <laughs> even though it's a long movie it does a good job of being fairly succinct because it spreads out these big cool reveals and scenes enough and it's not there's only one scene that's gluttonous and it's the airport scene but like you had to have it i guess yeah yeah but everything else is spread out there's enough cool stuff like sprinkled in um at like the right kind of pace that it it works um and then the the like false ending so to speak is a good way to compare these two movies there's like somewhat of a uh, like a false ish ending in Civil War. There's an obvious false ending in, uh, Batman, in Batman versus, versus Superman. Yeah. But like, uh, like the reveal of Bucky killing the the Stark like uh, parents, parents, parents yeah. is was unexpected the first time I saw this movie. Yeah. And then like, there's your like big next like breath. And then like the movie breathes in and then it like exhales with that scene. One of the coolest fight scenes in any Avengers movie. Absolutely. Easily. With, yeah. With, tight quarters. Yeah. Tight quarters. And then it's the, the yeah, like choreography of the throwing the shield one. back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Cause I, I, it's we perfect. both talked about Nick Dory and I have talked about like winter Soldier is my favorite, uh, Marvel movie. Down, yeah. And, uh, what I really love in that is the knife fights. 
yeah. how they choreograph how the knife is falling and stuff is so mm-hmm. having two super powered humans doing that is really cool. Oh, um, yeah. I gave it a six as well. There it is. Uh, You're the beast. I, I, six, six, six. It's, it's really close to being a seven. That <laughs> is a satanic movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it, dude. Hail Satan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm close to giving it a seven. I really think that the structuring and the mystery of it that the, the Russo brothers put into this, the directors yeah. and writers, really works and it keeps you engaged. I love the eerie score that they use whenever it's Winter Soldier. I don't know if you noticed oh. that, but whenever they go into the past with him, it's really like dark and like kind of like violin-y. Um, I, uh, th- one little specific thing that got me fully engaged is the use of Captain America's shield in this movie is so cool. Mm. Especially like when Spider-Man at one point is like, that does not obey the laws of gravity or like <laughs> oh, laws, the laws of physics. Of physics yeah. 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 It's just so cool when they're throwing it back and forth and fighting him. Um, yeah. I really like... Um, I, I think one moment halfway into the movie or maybe like three quarters of the way that keeps you even more engaged because it's a long movie um, is when Winter Soldier says, um, because I'm not the only Winter Soldier and it just drops and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And there's like going to be like 10 other people that have the same abilities as him yeah. and it cuts back to that. I thought that was really cool to keep it engaging. Um, I think everyone talks about the airport scene. The airport scene is cool. I get it. It's a lot of fighting. It's fun. But the airport scene is structured like these two people fight. Then these two people fight. And then someone says a joke. And then they stop. And they're like, why are we fighting? And then another person fights. And then there's like jokes going back and and forth. And then they don't stop running. Yeah. Yeah. And then they don't stop running. (laughs) And they're always like running at each other. It's like, and the stakes of it, like, you know, the stakes aren't going to be big because they're not trying to kill each other. They're just fighting. And like, I mean, there are cool like moments, but I, I like how they finally stop the back and forth talking when uh, Falcon says, kid, I don't know if you've been in a fight before, but there's usually not this much yeah, talking. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was good. And then um, I just think... At least it's like self-evident or like yeah. self-aware is the word I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, ultimately I think the, like, the buildup that goes to the final fight scene is what makes it so good. Like you, the character development is so good that you understand that both of these characters, Captain America and Iron Man, are teetering on the edge of something. And then you get the, the reveal, as you said, a very shocking reveal that uh, Bucky killed Captain... Or, uh, Iron Man's parents and it tips him over the edge and you're like fully engaged for the rest of it. And it's, yeah. it's exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's two and a half hours long, but it doesn't feel that way. Like once upon a time in Hollywood or something like that. It's like, it's really expertly Or Batman paced. versus Superman. Yeah. It's actually, well, let's move on to that. It's, it, it's, uh, so that was sixes from all of us. Um, let's talk about Batman versus super, uh, Superman spectacularity. You okay. Go, As okay, if I were rating this when I first saw it, it'd be much lower. Mm. But honestly, this time around, I appreciated this movie slightly more because I w- I think probably because I was trying actively to look for parts of it that were good ideas and things that could have been good. And like honestly, there are there's enough of there's enough in it that I really want to see what the actual Batman versus Superman scene is going to like. Well, you don't think it's gonna be just a scene be? when you're when it's right. Teased. You think it's gonna be the whole thing, and it's yeah. really it's not. It doesn't end up being. So I, I gave it a four mm. because I don't think that it's ever like it's not like boring, 
but so many things are botched. Like it has so many good ideas, but there are so many ideas jammed all into one thing that it doesn't end up working. Uh, and it's a bummer. And every time that Lex is in it, it's distracting from the movie and you can't be distracted from something um, and be engaged in it. Well said. True. What about you, Nick Doria? Yeah, I gave it a two. Um, I don't know. It's and it's probably a little bit harsher the second time I watched it. Fun fact, first time I watched it, this was the first movie I ever saw by myself in theaters. Yeah, it took me a while to a get into it. Which a weird experience. That's the same um, like period of time that I started doing that yeah, as well. F- yeah. Seeing a movie by yourself, mm, I don't know. I like to room. talk about movies when it's, I'm sorry, when it's finished. Uh, I gotta leave. It's I hard when it's... I was in a room full of losers. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, true. Sometimes you don't have she, friends nah. to judge. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think it's also... <laughs> Uh, I think it's also when you see a movie like that's this big that it's like supposed to be an event that you go right. with friends. It's really weird to be alone at something like that. For sure. Yeah. So so second time, not in theaters, at my apartment, watching it by myself again. And um, I think <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was just nitpicking a little bit more watching it the second time through. Like, don't want to be DC hater, but like there's definitely a lot of things that took me out of the movie um Ah, opening scene like bruce um falling down into the well and then he's raised by bats to the surface what the hell was that yeah you're kind of confused and then he's like oh no that's one of my dreams one of his many dreams that he mentions throughout the entire movie he doesn't Um, just mention it we see them um and we think that they're real and then they're like obviously not all of a sudden yeah it's a weird thing it It just confuses you which takes you out of it it just confuses you um kind of the i think at one point uh everything happens like the the beginning part the superman crash um then 18 months later uh uh, the, there's kids drilling or kids um, are in the Pacific Ocean and oh, yeah. the whole terraforming thing was just the machine was just laying in the Pacific Ocean for anybody to go check out so these kids are like mm. diving in they're checking out they find all this kryptonite and it, I was just like that is there. Like, I guess it's a movie, but there would be so much more protection around some alien ship yeah. that came <laughs> yeah, down to yeah. Earth just less than a two years later. Yeah, if it was Marvel, protecting S.H.I.E.L.D. would have been on that immediately. Right. Lex like, Luthor's paying these kids, I don't yeah. know. It's like radioactive. That's such a good point. Like, I didn't even think right, about that one. That's yeah. so funny. I don't know. That that took me out of it. Um uh, the Batmobile was was pretty dope though. That was in terms of that's probably more of an eye candy thing, but um, no, kind of something in that scene though that I loved, but also slightly took me out of it. I don't know if you guys noticed. There's a Wilhelm scream in that. Oh really? Like um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like that, the classic yeah. scream. They oh, throw yeah, that man. in uh, when Batman's trying to take the Kryptonite or whatever, and he's chasing him down in the Batmobile. Oh, One of the yeah. guys gets like whipped from the truck. And he does. There's a Wilhelm scream. Oh yeah! And I was like, wow, was, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, was, it would have been funny if they put in the like pot breaking thing. That's yeah, also yeah, the, the classic smash yeah. or the or the like the clip from uh, SpongeBob where the guy goes, my leg, my oh, yeah. leg, <laughs> leg, oh my leg, <laughs> Fred. Oh, that's a classic. Um, but yeah, no, just just little things like that that kind of you know take you out of it. Um, so I don't know. I, it was two and a half hours long. I can't believe. I hope the Zack Snyder three hours version added something to make it run a bit. It adds smoothly, context. But, you could watch yeah. it on uh, online. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's not the Snyder cut though. That's the 
No. What's that called? Oh, the infamous release the Snyder Cut? No, that's, oh, that's, uh, that's Justice uh, League. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. that's right, right. Yeah. Release it. Right. Release it, DC. Release the All Snyder right. Cut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a three, so I'm like, uh, have, I'm in between you two, three out of uh, seven. I think it's slightly below average. I think the thing, the thing is, so it starts out with the Man of Steel scene with Bruce racing through the city as um, Superman is fighting General Zod. Yeah, awesome. awesome. I'm like awesome fully, scene. I'm fully strapped into that scene. I'm like, this is really cool. I really like Bruce Wayne already. I, I like this take. But then both of these, both of these movies suffer from this. But I think this one, it's more annoying. They start bouncing around to too many locations too quickly. <laughs> it's going all over the world, like it really quickly. Uh, and, great use of the song "Left Hand Free," though. Oh yes, uh, yeah. It's well, that's in, but that's in Civil War. <laughs> in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is the the backstory of that song is hilarious. But yeah. uh, I I legit once they got into Africa and that scene started happening in Africa, I didn't know what the hell was happening in the movie. Right. I didn't know how I was going to relate to anything. I was like, what is this? Um, I think the movie proceeds to be just overly complicated. It bounces around too much. There's no structure. You don't really yeah. know what the whether the plot is going. You don't know how they're going to end up fighting or what they're going to fight over. Um, Batman's nightmares are thrown in, as we mentioned, yeah. like, and they were highly bizarre. <laughs> like, I'm never going to understand the choice to throw in this post-apocalyptic scene where Superman is evil and he has these like crit those things from justice league, like flying around with the wings. Yeah. Like it's really weird. And then it gets even weirder when he s wakes up from his inner dream and then flash <laughs> pops in and he's like, Bruce, it's Lois. The key is Lois Lane. <laughs> Am I too soon? Too soon. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you were right. Fear him, Bruce. Yeah, it, so weird. It's yeah. just weird. I don't like the way he looks. It. I don't know what's happening, and I know that it's like he was trying to set up things for future movies, right. but. You know what? You fucked up so right. hard that we're not going to get those movies. So now it just stands out. Uh, they also throw in this random ass news montage about whether Superman is good or bad, like 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. Start with that. Right. If you're going to start with anything. Right. Make us question it from the beginning. Exactly. There's. The, I forgot how it took me out of this. I forgot how corny the scene is where he goes to the mountaintop and his dad is oh there. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I made a note of that, but I didn't know where to put it in. I just like, like so awkward. This one just feels long at two and a half hours. And I think a lot of that is not helped by the fact that there are not a lot of jokes in it. And even when the jokes are said, they're told in a very bizarre way by no, Lex Luthor. No, and Dooms the whole Doomsday thing is like an afterthought to the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, his whole plan, he's like just trying to run with it, uh, has like a, a huge master plan and there's like different levels to it as each one fails. Mm -hmm. But then the last, yeah, 30 minutes being Doomsday is just like... Like, save seem like him, he, man. Right. Save Doomsday. He's right. such a cool villain. And it's you, just, you just lame that that's what it comes to. And, and then it, it after Doomsday, fit. there's a whole funeral scene that just takes forever. Oh, yeah. So, so that's the. I have a couple notes about that. Two things: the pacing is really hurt by the fact that Zack Snyder is so obsessed with slow motion. Like it looks visually <laughs> cool. We'll talk about that in eye candy, but it really takes away from the like the um, uh, the momentum that the movie has. And then they waste about it's like twenty minutes of Superman being dead and all these funerals when we obviously know he's not dead because right. Justice League is going to come out. Right. It's so dumb. I think it's eight. I really one thing that I like there are a couple pros like I, I really like Hans Zimmer's score. He's he can do every score and yeah, it'll be sure. amazing. Um, 
And then just as a comic book movie fan, I'm, I'm going to be interested. Um, and it was dark enough to get me in. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a three. I it's below average. I think that if you segmented apart the scenes and the like, different men multiple plots are engaging enough. But yeah. when you put it all together, it's just like, oh my god, it's yuck. Too much. Let's move on to our next category. We'll do yeah. eye candy next. Okay. Um, eye candy is just talking about all the visual elements of the movie. You know, CGI, fil- uh, cinematography, costuming, production design, all that stuff. Uh, let's start with Batman versus Superman since we're on it. Uh, Nick Doria, why don't you start? So uh, this is one where I had to give respect. I mean, they had like a $300 million budget or so for yeah. this. Yeah, 250 um, to $300 million. That's crazy. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a shit <laughs> Yeah. Um, I gave it a five. Mm. Uh, I think there was. I mean, this is where I start to fade in the background of these this podcast, where you guys know a lot more of the the editing and the directing stuff. And that's all good. Uh, yeah, that's something that I focus on. Yeah, Nick, th- Nick is about the acting. And I'll the just take story. the the common man's perspective on it. Yeah. But um, you plebeian. Uh, <laughs> the opening scene, like you said, awesome. Yeah. That whole scene was. Like 100% CGI. Yeah, and I had no idea. Like that is oh, the city and everything. Ben Affleck literally, wa- even the smoke. Oh. Like that's just literally Ben Affleck walking in, oh, wow. with a huge green screen background. Sick. Yeah. So I, I and that was like I think probably one of the coolest parts of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was that was super cool. Um. The whole DCU thing. I think like their their the darker theme. I, I like that. I don't. Know, it, differentiates itself from marvel um I, I thought that was super cool i mean it's weird that every single day is like an overcast yeah. it's like a gloomy depressing yeah, day. pollution in metropolis <laughs> yeah. the only nice day is when they're in like hey, the Superman, middle east or something save us from the oh, pollution yeah, huh yeah yeah exactly yeah what's up superman come on do something <laughs> red and blue you should be green dude. right yeah he's not captain planet Wow. Not yet. My heart. It hurts. Have <laughs> uh, you seen that video with Don Cheadle? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so good. Uh, um, I'm going to put that on my Rex. Henry Cable, uh, as an aside, should 100% play Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. No, they're actually making a Captain Planet movie. Oh, Glenn, P- Glenn Powell, the actor from uh, I mean, Set It Up and are. stuff. Um, great actor. Um, him and Leo have been working on it because Leo is uh, obsessed with saving the planet. Of course. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Though. That's no. amazing. No, I mean, the, the only other part I really had, I thought there were some really good... Some good fight scenes. The warehouse scene with Batman. So cool. It was awesome. I, there's a sick uh arm break like twist uh, he yeah. takes somebody's arm and just like twist it and you see it snap Ew. it was yeah it's dark it's dark but it's sweet i mean it's like um, not something you see in a whole lot of these yeah. at least marvel movies so not it's great to see really dc cool. get a little uh a little darker um and it's the introduction i mean batman's like first movie in the the universe um so it was like cool seeing him use all of his gadgets i think they did a, a really good job and um, and then also the, the part of him having his, his like Superman, Batman suit to beat oh, yeah, Superman. It was like cool. a call to the comics, yeah. I guess, where they had that, right. um, in one of the Batman versus Superman, uh, one of those, um, one of their comics, but yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Nice. I agree. I yeah. think Doomsday looked, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> choking on my words. <laughs> Or you're <laughs> Maybe choking on the smog of Metropolis. It's wafted uh, man, into this room. save us, save us from the pollution, yeah. uh, Superman. Um, <laughs> Plant trees, baby. Seriously, Doomsday doesn't look bad. I think Doomsday looks fine. It looks, yeah. Most of the movie looks great. 
The costumes are great. Like, visually, uh, Batman vs. Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice is not, like, a bad, overly CGI'd movie like Justice League, colon, probably there's a colon there. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, is. Like, like that movie looks awful. Yeah. This movie looks fine. Um, I mean, there's a kicker between the two. Like, I also gave Batman vs. Superman a five. Um, I think the kicker is the battle scenes in Civil War like the fight scenes with the exception of that one Batman scene that you talked about. The warehouse scene. I wrote the that warehouse too. scene when he's just killing people and like yeah. beating them up and throwing them yeah. through walls. With the stuff. exception so of that cool. scene, the fight scenes in civil war are a lot better. I agree. They're mm-hmm. just more natural looking, but I do like the actual Batman versus Superman showdown. It's just short lived. Yeah. It's, yeah. And there's just like a lot of like throwing through walls, you know, right. like, I mean, you guys aren't even talking about the best eye candy. It's that yummy, yummy scene of Ben Affleck working out. Oh, true. True. Dude, yeah, dude. Hammering a, <laughs> a wheel, dude. He's just hammering a wheel. Dude, our, crotf- our crossfist. Crossfist? Cross- crossfit? Crossfit. Lord. <laughs> yeah, dude. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ben Affleck is crazy yeah. for that. I looked up. I think just people are like, was that, is he CGI'd with all those muscles? No. It's like, no, no. He's, he's a big old no. boss. No, he's yeah. just, he's beefed a big boy. Up. I gave it a little boy. bit lower than you guys. I gave it a four. I, just, I, I think it's average. I mean, like, I like, Zack Snyder was um, brought on to helm these movies because he has really cool dark visuals and they wanted to have a really dark take to differentiate from Marvel, as I think you said, Doria. Um, and like, I, I like, I mean, they're visually cool. I don't really like CGI, like overly CGI movies. And when I'm talking about eye candy, as you had mentioned earlier, like I'm really thinking about like editing and cinematography and stuff. But I, I think it is a really, um, like it's visually soothing to watch a lot of it. Um, I, I really like the way that they do the Batmobile um, when he's like killing everyone. I really like the montage of Superman like saving people when they're questioning him in the news thing that I was talking about. Um, and the shot of him um, reflecting in the room while the Capitol building is like blowing up looks really cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I actually really like his costume, too. I think the Superman costume is really cool by Zack Snyder. I think the Batman one is a little ridiculous, but I like when he has the bat suit, even though he's just like an Iron Man type Batman. Mm. Um, but what he's all the little tricks he's doing to beat Superman in that scene is really cool with the That's smoke great. and being at different parts where he's like grappling on the wall. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately there's just nothing really like special and unique about the visual elements of it. It's nothing that really like stands out no. compared to other stuff. And it's a pretty like macho thing by Zack Snyder that he's obsessed with. It but is, dude. I'm not, I, I, this, I really don't like the whole sequence with Doomsday. I, I don't like fighting a big CGI monster. I think it's lame. So that, that's just a personal thing. Fair enough. I um, think it, like he, like he doesn't look bad. It, it doesn't tro- look totally. bad. Totally. I mean, I, yeah. Let's, let's talk about eye candy with uh, Civil War. Um, okay. I, I guess I'll start it. Um, I gave it a six out of seven. I think it's visually one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies. Um, I think the CGI looks really natural in it. They, Marvel like keeps the lighting like in a way that it doesn't stand out in any bizarre way. Um, I like the, la- the landscape shots are beautiful. I love landscape shots, and they look cool, and uh, especially if you're going all the way around. Yeah, <laughs> not that kind of landscape. Uh, I really like the filming and like coloring filter that they use with the flashback with Bucky. Um, it's like mm-hmm. orange. It's kind of cool. Uh, the filming in general is just so different. 
uh, in this one. I, it almost felt a little weird when I first saw it with uh, like crossbones where they're fighting him at the beginning. It kind of seems like everything's like jumping together really fast, mm. but it looks cool because like that's what it would look like if Captain America, a soup, just leave it. If Captain America, <laughs> with his superhuman strength, would kick people in the walls and stuff, yeah, like, right. so he's so fast. Right, that's what it would. Obviously, look like. he runs faster than all of the cars. I, they just make him. Yeah, <laughs> right. When they're all when they're all doing that, that was really cool. Um, I I also like the way that they like Black Widow on paper is a lame character. She doesn't mm-hmm. have any abilities or anything, and uh, and I don't mean that because of her gender. Uh, but they make it look. But they make it look. By saying that, you've outed yourself. (laughs) Why are you sweating so much? (laughs) It's odd in here. But visually, the way that they make her look when she's beating up people and like getting on top, like scissoring the top of their faces and throwing them down, (laughs) is really cool. It's it looks really awesome. Sex is what you're trying to say. We know. Yeah. We, I remember uh, in Ocean's Eleven in the podcast when I talked about how like location title cards were really yeah. lame. I think it's because of movies like this and mm. um, I think uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy that really do, do it in a clever way. I just like that. If you're going to show us where you are by th- by, through exposition in that kind of way – do it in a cool way. Like doing flash like a in big... In the scene? Or yeah. Like, you're saying like in the scene or not do like straight up... I love it when it goes across the, the screen and it's okay. like really big across when it's yeah. like, and your left hand's free and it's like New Queens. York. Yeah, yeah. It jumps right in. Pretty oh, sick. it says Queens? Yeah. Oh, it does, huh? Yeah, he's like, you got, you, got, uh, you got heart, kid. Where are you from? Queens. He's like, Brooklyn. 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 Yeah. Love that. Love uh, that. Go ahead, Nick Doria. Uh, I gave it a six. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Gave it a six as well. Um, I don't think there's anything that was like that really st- stood apart from any of the Marvel movies, but I also think all the Marvel movies do a great job at just be very visually stimulating. Also, this was the first introduction of Spider-Man's or of Spider-Man into this universe. Like Spider-Man has done time and time again, the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, um, and so. Introducing a new Spider-Man, obviously they got to new, do a new twist, and I think his suit was awesome. Yeah, it was very yeah, cool. Totally. Um, so I mean, not not too much to say about it. I don't I don't think it really. There's anything that like stood out uh, from the movie itself, but I think just all these Marvel movies just do a really good job at making it very visually stimulating and, and engaging. Yeah, I don't have anything like super crazy to add. I also gave it a six. I just think that the fight scenes, like I said, in Civil War make uh, Batman versus or like are better than Batman versus Superman. Makes yeah. it makes it a stronger rating for me. Um, I also just think that plain clothes Avengers is the oh, yeah. funniest thing. <laughs> it's just like nondescript clothes. Just plain <laughs> hats, no logo. Everyone wears them. Right? Yeah. Like if you see three homies hanging yeah. out yeah. in public and they just have three different colored plain hats that aren't even snapbacks. Then you know they're an Avenger. Then you know that they're actually superheroes. They have no brand yeah. loyalty. Yeah, way. that's true. Yeah. yeah, dude. But I feel like Disney and Marvel could afford to put brands in their thing. Well, are there this... Make them wear Disney clothes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or mar- or, or just like have marble hat. across their hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just have the Avengers A. Like, I don't know, man. Hey, uh, that might but, be Captain uh, America. But it gave me a pretty great uh, Halloween costume idea. So 
That's all I got for eye candy. Yeah, you'd have to explain it a lot, but it would be a funny costume. That'd be great. I, I'd love I it. there is one little Zack Snyder kind of shot when they're fighting in the uh, when Captain Americans and Iron Man are. I was gonna say and Civil War, but and <laughs> Iron Man are fighting each other, and Iron Man like shoots his like beam, and Captain America hits it with a shield, and it slows down and shows that like kind of oh, like yeah. a poster. Looks sick. All right, so that's sixes from all of us. Look sick. Let's Sorry. move on to originality, our next category. This is just talking about the creativity of the movie and whether it needed to be made, um, okay. whether it stands out uh, compared to other movies in its genre, so like action movies and comic book movies. Uh, Nick, uh, tell you, why don't you start? What are we starting with? We'll start with Civil War since we're on it. Okay, so I think Civil War uses the political landscape thing well, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's kind of an original thing to add into a um, – into a superhero movie because that's what would happen. Yeah. Something like that would happen if there were a bunch of superheroes. They would draft some sort of accords and be like, yo, you guys aren't allowed to just do stuff without mm-hmm. someone telling you what to do. Someone would try and wrangle them in or, yeah. or it would become some sort of commercial thing. One of the two, probably the latter. Um, it, Batman versus Superman could have done the same thing and it didn't. And that's, I think, what... Like it, like really one of the the things at the heart of how it fails. Like I think Cap or uh, um, I think Captain America: Civil War uh, is above average. I gave it a five um, because you know the stakes. The stakes are are high. Um, like there are two uh, tragedies before this movie that that create the stakes for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in other movies, right? And so you know that like what the stakes are because you have history with these characters and that just doesn't happen in the other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, do, do you mind if I go? Go right for now? it. Um, I, I totally agree with that. I gave it a five um, in originality. Um, I think it's one of the more creative story structures of any of the Marvel movies. Totally. Um, especially with them going back and forth and then giving you an understanding of Bucky while there's this mysterious thing going on with Zemo that they won't tell you about until late. Um I also really respect how visually creative they are with like the choreography of the fighting, which is very important right now with how popular the John Wick movies are. Mm. So I, I think people like really care about how realistic and cool the fighting would look. Right. You can have a crappy plot line, but have some awesome action scenes. That's that it. Yeah. Like it the John Wick movies are dumb, but they're awesome <laughs> visually to watch. And yeah. they're like, they, they yeah. and the lore kind of works with that too. So mysteriousness really aids a movie in that way too. Um, I really, I, I agree with you, Nick, that I think there's a lot of like good development in the other movies that bring you to this. And I think there's good writing for the issues that lead the characters to their decisions. Yeah. Like you really understand what would send Tony over the edge. Um, especially that Tony is on the edge at the beginning. Like there's something going on with Pepper and his relationship. They put that in there on purpose to show yeah. that he's like, and having those, he's those, mad at his decisions. Having those movies before this movie allows this movie to be more original mm-hmm. and take risks because you can, you're afforded that level of, of freedom because you like, you, you already know these, these, these people, these heroes. Yeah. I, um, another thing is like, uh, I, Zemo's storyline is really cool. It's really clever. But if you watch like the Honest trailer about this, it is extremely convenient how everything comes together. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's the same thing with like Lex Luthor's uh, plot that they both need to have like a lot of luck for things to work out. Right. But the um, thing is, though, 
uh, I'll, I'll save this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if there's any other cons, like I, I really feel like there's no big consequences in hindsight for how big the stakes were um, that they made them seem. You know, like even it, even in the end, they make you know that War Machine is recovering. Like, there's nothing really happens. Cap even says, hey, if you ever need me, I'll be back. And it's like, did are you really leaving then? Right, everyone Fucking, learns a lesson. Yeah, cut it off. Uh, I do love when Cap or Bucky also um, say, don't kill anyone. And he's like, I'm not going to kill anyone. And then they kick someone in the chest through a wall. <laughs> like, dude, there's he's a just... part when Bucky, like... <laughs> the wind knocked out of him. There's that really cool thing where he, like, uses the, like, ledge of the thing... Uh, the railing of the staircase and goes down. Oh, yeah, it rips across. Yeah, yeah, it rips across and then, like, kicks the dude. That dude is dead. Yeah. Um, I also think it's really cool that they don't rehash uh, Spider-Man's storyline. They just bring you right yeah. into it. They make you know, hey, this is Spider-Man, and the only difference is that his aunt is really hot instead of an old lady. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing that makes this story work uh, and the way it comes together, that it's ultimately about, like, humanity and emotions, and, like, that's what's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really clever and original. Uh, Nick, yeah, right? you know, I was, I guess I was gonna give it a seven, but after hearing you guys, I'll probably drop it just down one notch to a six. Um, you know, it, it's I think uh, Zemo, great villain. Uh, he has a great line in this: um, "An empire toppled by its enemies can rise again, but one which crumbles from within that's dead forever." I that's think a, that was that's a great awesome. Yeah. I think that was like it, it's it makes the idea of the movie make a lot more sense and why this movie needed to be made within the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um. And as you guys said, I think there's a little bit more backstory with the previous movies. Right. Um. You know, they they even replay that whole uh, video before they're about to sign the accords of the destruction that they've done. So there's a lot more leading up to this movie uh, that just gives it a lot higher stakes. You're a lot more invested in in what's going on. Totally. Um, also, you know, point. the the intro of Black Panther. He was awesome. Intro Spider-Man didn't even need a background. He was great. But the introduction of Black Panther really pumped everybody to go see Black Panther because, you know, his dad dies. They have like a great bond from the first like minute or two. You even see them. Yeah. And then his I, dad immediately dies. It's very like, incredible character development for a very limited amount of time. Yeah, right. very unique the way that, that this movie brings those guys in just to to have to spin them off yeah, you know, just to be a few months later. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's great. Right. Um, and the only other point I really have is, did this movie need to be made? Yes, because if this movie didn't happen, uh, the snap like never would have happened in, uh, spoiler alert to uh, <laughs> anybody who hasn't seen any Avengers, um, but that would never have happened in Infinity Wars. Like, yeah. they wouldn't have split up. I think the Russo brothers even said it in, like, an interview. Like, they would have never split up. There would be a lot... Obviously, Avengers would be a lot more together to attack um, what's going on with Thanos. So this movie needed to be made so they could disperse a little bit more and the later oh, Avengers could point. make a lot more that's sense. That's a great point. So, yeah, that's it. Something yeah, like I, cool, so you're man. giving it a six. I'm giving oh, it a, a six. Great, but, yeah, that's it. I, I really gaps, like that. Yeah, so that's fives that. from Nick and I. What'd you give? Yeah, it? yeah, uh, fives and a six out yeah. of seven. Cinco. Um, let's Cinco. talk about originality with Batman versus Superman. Um, okay, I can get started on this one. Uh, I gave it a two. Um, I, 
Uh, I'm going to bring up something for discussion in a second, but uh, I think the theme of the movie is cool because it's the theme of Civil War. The actions have really drastic con- uh, consequences, and these fights between like demigods cause like insane destruction and deaths. Like I watch Avengers movies and stuff, and I am like always I, in my head. I'm trying to calculate the damage of the cities. Like anytime they destroy a road, I'm like, that's a million dollars right there. Yeah. Um, but in the this is the problem with the movie. In the end, they end up fighting a huge CGI monster and causing a ton of destruction. Yes. So they just throw out this (laughs) whole whole idea like immediately. And it's not to mention the nuclear radiation that just rains down on the like, the EMP or whatever that goes off or in the, like the, when the monster comes out and it like destroys all the cities and stuff. Well, Remember, oh you know, yeah, like, nuke in the air too. But yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah. So like, nuke them in space. But like, like you can see it falling down. It's like, like at the end of the day, your mouth. What's yeah, the stance? Everyone's okay. <laughs> we had to blow them up, even though days. it didn't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. At the end of it, it's like, what is Zack Snyder's stance on this? Right. I I, I don't get it. It's right. um he's not grappling with it. And also, I don't like that they tease. They call this movie Batman versus Superman and they tease that fight as the main part of the movie and really in the end it doesn't matter it becomes like a really cool fight but it has nothing to do yeah, with the overall plot of it's, the, yeah. well kind of does it's most of yeah. the Justice League v Doomsday yeah I right. I mean the, the thing is it's just like there's no it's a really muddled story because it's overly complicated yeah, right. and there's no real impact and the best way to focus on that is how the fight comes together with Iron Man in Captain America Civil War like it makes sense for all the characters to be doing that at that time and I could sit here I even today I was talking to Alec our guest from last week um, shout out to you Alec um, even today I was like in the kitchen for like a half hour talking about how I understand where Batman is coming from, where Sp- uh, Superman is coming from. But that's me overthinking it. There's like, the movie doesn't set you up in that way. And I don't think it's original. I don't think it needed mm-hmm. to be made in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Nick Doria? Yeah, no, I I definitely um, agree there. I think the uh, the direction of kind of where they're trying to take the movie is just so convoluted and it just it gets very confusing. You know, it's... It's Batman, as you said, Batman for Superman, but it's really how are we going to restrain Superman? Right. And then what's then Lex Luthor's plan on the side, and then that becomes a main thing. And I don't know, it just kind of twists and turns a little bit, but not in in a good way, and just more of it's a. It's so a weird too aspect. because it's not even like how can we restrain Superman? It's like well, Su- Superman wouldn't have done that if like another Kryptonian hadn't have shown up. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He was he wasn't well, trying he to did. Dis- yeah I he mean, dist- well, he bl- he like plows him through stuff and they use laser vision on each other and blow would have stuff the whole up. Earth but here's been the thing fucked up anyway. yeah that's the right. point thing, General like, Zod was gonna kin- he was right. gonna he kill to terraform all of them. the right. entire planet so Boom. we would have been screwed anyways so you have to destroy a city. like it's yeah. like uh, Ozymandias's like whole plot in Watchmen which I won't spoil for you since Thank you haven't heard it but like that's it's that idea. Um, it just doesn't it doesn't add up uh, I ended yeah. up giving it a three because I tend to give credit for ideas and a lot of the ideas are are not bad ideas like for for instance a young Lex probably could have been a good idea it's just executed in the worst possible way right and like like this is like a huge way that this movie falls short too is that Lex is not a good idea in this movie, he mm-hmm. could have been. He could have been fine. 
But in this movie, Lex is not a good villain because he's he's too uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Explicit, overt, obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Zemo is in the back. Zemo has no superpowers, just like Lex. Yeah. He's intelligent, just like Lex. He's conniving, just like Lex. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, shrouded in the dark yeah, for right. most of the movie. And right. Lex Luthor is like front and center. And for so that. he's a perfect yeah. villain for a movie that isn't really about Baron Zemo. It's about the battle between Captain America and his ideals and uh, Iron Man and his ideals. Yeah, True that. And that's why like having Lex Luthor in uh, Batman versus Superman is just goofy because you want to focus on him but really it's not about him it's yeah. about the idea of should we restrain the most powerful being on the planet or should we allow him to act un you know fettered mm-hmm. yeah and it's just it just doesn't work like a lot of the ideas are there but they don't work I like. I have a lot of ideas for how this movie could have been like facelifted. Do a facelift at the end. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do it when we talk about legacy. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, Nick, you, you had some. Other, do you have some it's other? Disappointing. No, disappointing. Not not really. I just think they they as you're saying they kind of flipped the script in in Man of Steel. Uh, Superman saving the day. He's saving the whole planet. And then the the script is flipped in the beginning of the movie when you see all the destruction that happens. And yeah, that, that totally makes sense. But like they build him up in this first movie as this amazing guy saving the planet. And then just suddenly he's everybody hates him. Like there's oh, people that are point, questioning that like him immediately afterwards. Right. Yeah. It's just like an immediate flip. And it's just, it's just like it's just unearned. It's just yeah. Batman's yeah. paranoia is how it's right. like. Yeah. Exactly. Explain to there us. There's right. even a 1% chance we have to consider that an absolute certainty. Right. And it's like, where, no. that math doesn't make any sense. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah I, so I gave it a three. I wrote down that, like, the big thing is that Lex Luthor has this really complicated and convoluted plot, like Baron Zemo. But this complicated plot gets undone by the simple fact that they both have the same name for their moms. I understand why they put in the Martha thing. I know a lot of people think it's really stupid, and I I think it's stupid too because it doesn't fit. But if you have all this shit building up, and then that's the thing, and then it's like, his his not only does this thing become undone, the movie then turns into let's fight this big CGI right. monster. For our it's like not original. Exactly. For our, for our, for our, for our mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just yeah, it doesn't your, work. Your explanation for why the Martha thing makes sense is is cool that yeah. that like Batman never thinks of Superman as a, a human right. until right. he finds out that oh like oh he has a mom and his mom's the same name as my mom who died like oh okay it's he, like it makes is, him stop and think he is right. a person it makes him stop and think but not in that but here's scene. the thing baron zemo's plan right. worked in that all the way through yeah. and that's why that line his last line in the movie saying did it like when they're like oh we uh we stopped your plan and it didn't work and he goes like or whatever he's like did it right. it did because it the did. snap it's so right. sp- well, well, the snap, happened. and he what just br- he broke them up. Like he yeah. ultimately wins that, and they fought each other and really hurt each other. Right. Like, yeah. So um, I gave it a, a a two. It's just a, it just comes into like a CGI color mashing fuck fest, and I hate that. <laughs> um, let's end it with legacy. Okay. Uh, legacy is where we just talk about like if this movie is going to be talked about, how it was um, perceived when it came out. And uh, whether it will stand the test of time in the history of movies, All let's right. uh, let's start with Batman versus Superman. Okay, so 
I'm going to start with this one because yeah, I just want to use this time to talk about how DC comics were always my favorite when I was a kid and mm. I read comic books. Those I played the, sports. Those are the comic books. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't went to school. You Which one yeah. was it, Gabe? Did you go to school yeah. or did you play script, sports? <laughs> no, you're lying. I know. You're a liar. I, I don't know how to now read. Are you lifting weights? Where, where'd you get those barbells? Know, yeah, percent, dude. Man. You CrossFit lord. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been beating a, a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a metaphor for something. Um, yeah. I've been okay. beating my wheel. So <laughs> DC Comics were always my favorite when I was a kid. And so these movies, when DC just blows it, uh, they they really disappoint me. Uh, and yeah. I think this movie could have been, I know I'm, I'm a little bit sad. I'm very sad. When we talk about my, our favorite heroes at the end of this, I'll explain why I'm really sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just like this movie should have been two different movies. It should have been Batman versus Superman, but Batman can't fight Superman. So he meets Wonder Woman and then they decide that Superman has to be restrained for some reason. Hmm. He has to do something in this movie again blows up another city another sokovia happens mm -hmm. right and then you have a reason for these two people to go up against superman because wonder woman does team up with batman in this movie but only to show up at the end to fight doomsday right? yeah right and then at that point uh would they say like i thought she was with you or yeah that whole yeah. part yeah, uh, that didn't make any sense because he knows how do they're people, emailing? They're well, emailing about my it. big. Why, how do people not recognize each other in this? Like Henry Cable has a very specific <laughs> face. Batman glasses, is face to face with him, and it's the glass. It's like oh. uh, it yeah. just it just bothers me. And Doomsday should have been saved. Doomsday is a cool villain, man. Doomsday is supposed to be a weapon of mass destruction made on Krypton, and then unleashed because Krypton falls, and then he just ravages planet after planet until he's just like, uh, oh, there's a Superman on Earth. I got to go there and beat up that guy because he's the only thing that could defeat me. Yeah, and, that's probably And better. like, he's not supposed to be this snarling half Lex Luthor, half General Zod, right. like thrown into the end of a movie. He's like Superman's, like one of his biggest villains in yeah, the comics. Yeah, just, and they uh, just barely use him at the end of this movie. It should have been two movies. Justice League should have been fighting Doomsday. And like a Wonder Woman versus Superman scene would have been really interesting to watch yeah, and a total cool. out of left field thing for this movie to, to throw in. What did you end up giving it for Legacy? A two. Out of seven? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. should have... F it, I'm giving it a one. Oh. 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 All right. I, Spite yeah. it. Nick Dory, you talked about me, I have some it stats. It makes me so uh, mad that DC botched these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it a... Two, um, I don't know. I, I just think they they just tried too hard to lay Easter eggs for other movies in this, oh my God. and it just came out as confusing. Um, I mean, painting it's, of it's, the next villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's. I mean, yeah. it's tough because uh, you know the, the whole idea of your podcast here is to compare movies, and it's tough for me not to just straight up talk about how Marvel does a way better job at making their epic movies by building them up with other awesome movies. Like this is movie number two in the DC universe, and they're just throwing so many things at you that you're you're trying to pick up on, but you don't necessarily get. 
and then all of a sudden they're like spoon feeding you the um this is aquaman and this is cyborg and it's in an email attachment from a drive right yeah exactly it was slightly encrypted of, of how they found dude they had those like special logos for each of them like who created that yeah exactly and they're <laughs> badass logos you think lex luther is like a graphic design cool. team is oh because it's lex luther did it you're right yeah. you're right yeah um but yeah no overall i don't know uh, obviously i think people forget about it uh i think you know we're we're lucky that suicide squad came out right after to make people forget about this movie you know these two movies came out within like what a month and a half of one another or something yeah it was like maybe like uh, half a year or something no no, 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 no right. i'm they sorry were both between summer. between oh. civil war yeah civil yeah war i think and they were Batman. both in the summer they're like right. i think like two month difference between the yeah. two of them um but yeah no overall legacy will this movie stand no definitely will not who knows what will happen with the dc universe maybe that'll help you kind of turn it around a little bit yeah i'm, I'm eggs, definitely but. excited for the matt reeves batman just because of the casting mm-hmm. uh, i think he might have a good take on it he's done well with the planet of the apes movies um, yeah i'm into wonder woman too I gave it a two. I, yeah, that lo- does look good too. Um, I, I gave it a two out of seven, um, just like you, Nick Doria. Um, Thank you. It got a twenty-eight percent from critics, so I think it, you're right. People forgot how bad this was because Suicide Squad just like was so much worse. <laughs> um, but it still made eight hundred and seventy-three million dollars, yeah. um, and that that's a lot. Um, that, I think that is the a big lot. thing is like this is the first warning sign that people are like, why the hell was Zack Snyder given? the like all of the reins to run this whole franchise it makes me so upset it, it, it showed how great. wrong he was to build it because he didn't care about building it he just rushed it in and then he like uh then they overcorrected him by bringing in joss whedon which has birthed what is actually going to have a bigger legacy which is the hashtag release the snyder cut is going to be more talked about yeah, from yeah. justice league than either of these two movies um, I think it's the first red flag that DC was not able to properly compete with Marvel and they were going to mm-hmm. lose. Yeah. Um, it right. also just feels really forgettable um, and it stands out because of, for me, none of it stands out except for the the bizarre apocalyptic sequence that I'm just never going to forget because it's so weird. Why does Batman wear uh, a trench coat? A duster, as they call it, and uh, <laughs> it's always sunny. Yeah, so I gave it a two. I, I mean, it's like the the thing that's really building it up is that there are some hardcore um, Snyder fans out there who yeah. fucking love this movie, and it got a pretty high audience rating. I mean, so Zack Snyder's it's not going away. Awesome movies. I love yeah. like three hundred. Three hundred is cool. Out, it's that, visually amazing, dude. When that came out, people fucking. Love that. I, movie. I was one of those people. I and rewatched it, it recently. Epic. It's it's not bad. It's stupid, right, but it's like right. fun. But it's, it's fun. yeah, totally epic. And that, I that like and fucking... what he did with Watchmen. I think that he messed up a lot, but I it's really cool yeah. visually. And um, Dawn of the Dead is also like, that's that's his best. That's that's I mean like yeah, horror movies are my top dollar numero oh, right. uno we'll get you favorite. On a, we're bringing you on yeah, for like, I know like um these superhero movies are definitely a strong second for me but let's do aliens uh, versus predators versus aliens yeah. versus predators <laughs> exactly that's pretty funny but yeah horror movies are uh, my numero uno and dawn of the head dawn of the dead is fucking yeah and, awesome. it, and you like his version of yeah it. cool oh, all right maybe awesome. we'll do that 
Um, all right, let's, let's finish it off with Legacy for uh, Captain America six. Civil War. There's I not it a, a whole lot to talk about that we already haven't. Uh, yeah, I just like yeah. throwing out some stats. I mean, it's almost a seven for me as a comic book movie. Oh you, oh, you do? Did you go to school, you nerd? Yeah, that's right. Oh, to learn how to say numbers, huh? Yeah, I know how to read. I said I didn't know how to read earlier, actually, so I messed that you up. You are just contradicting um, yourself left <laughs> With how right. crazy and chaotic the story is, it, it really, like, I'm going to remember it in that way, so it's fun. It made 1.15 billion worldwide, but what? the reason I'm not going to give it a seven is because Black Panther was after it, made 1.3 billion worldwide, and Endgame made 2.8 yeah. billion <laughs> worldwide. And it, you know, it had pretty high ratings, like 91% um, and 89% audience score, but it's still critically lower than the the other two that I mentioned. Um, I think it's still really well loved by fans and it really set up Infinity War. It showed us like a lot of the peaks of these character arcs and it, it really made us care about them to the point where we, we would all be paying to see Infinity War and Endgame multiple times because the Russo brothers nailed it. Mm-hmm. That's why I give it a six. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about you, Nick? I, I gave it a five. Wow. Yeah, so slightly, slightly lower. I mean... I think I'm not necessarily contradicting myself in terms of originality, um, but it's um, it's not one of the movies that totally sticks out in the Marvel universe. Um, it did like the impact it had on the entire series and the the whole timeline. Like I said before, snap wouldn't have happened, anything like that. I think that impact is huge. But when you look back at it, all you think of it is more just like the the movie that introduced Black Panther and Spider Man. I don't know. I, I oh, like, that's good. I don't think it like stuck out um, in terms of a villain. Um, obviously, villain was great, but like I don't think it just yeah, stuck I mean, out you know, between like, all of them. Yeah. Um, so, exactly menacing yeah yeah, yeah exactly True. exactly so i think there's a lot of a lot more emotional toll that it did to help build up the other movies but uh as a standalone i mean awesome movie but i don't think the impact of all the other marvel movies was quite as up to snuff yeah i agree it's not it's not like i don't think it's like top five for me but it, it's pretty close i i still really like it and mm-hmm. it, it was better on this rewatch i would say yeah mm-hmm. uh what's added up all right, um, baby. What did I you get? I have Nick a total of twenty nine for Captain America: Colon Civil War out of thirty five. Nice. So twenty nine. I had a twenty eight um, out of thirty five, okay. slightly lower. What about okay, you, Victoria? Okay. I think <laughs> I changed one through, but I think I had a twenty nine there. Okay, nice. Uh, and then what about for Batman versus Superman, Nick? Tell you. I had a total of 16 because I changed my uh, my legacy score to a 1. Woof. 16 out of 35. That's tough. I gave it a 14 out of 35. Ooh. It's brutal. <laughs> I thought it was going to be lower. I thought I hated this movie more, but I really didn't. Yeah. I'm you, sneaking Victoria? right in between you two there. Oh, 15? With a nice little 15. Cool. 15 so, out of 35. Yeah. What is the total scores of these movies out of 105? 45 for... Uh, uh, Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman colon Dawn of Justice and uh, 75 for our oh, other yeah. movie hey, 75 is good that's good good for you Civil War uh, let's get into our little accolade section y'all uh, we typically talk about like MVPs and stuff but 
85. It was 85. I can't add. 85. Oh, wow, that's even there better. There we go. Even better for you, pump, Civil pump War. You know what? Give yourself a pat on the back, Civil War, <laughs> you inanimate uh, movie. Um, let us do, instead of our normal... 86. Woof. I oh can't add. Gosh. Sorry, guys. Nick, you are fucking with my flow, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do a little fun section right now. We're going to talk about all, each of our top five... Yeah, baby. ...comic book heroes um, that are in movies. So we're, we're only including the ones in heroes. So don't come at us with your bullshit comic book uh, on paper stuff that we've never seen. You know, I don't want to talk about Black Adam or whatever. Um, not ones because he's black, he's movies. dope. I'm pretty excited for when that movie comes out, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, you are, uh, you are, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, you are, hey, Nick, uh, Nick Telly, why don't you start with your, uh, top five? Pinker than you're, rhubarb you're pie right now, again, friend. Dude. I feel like the, uh, the meme or like the, the skit with, uh, uh, or Jordan Peele and the, <laughs> the internet history. Yeah. So good. My top five in movies from five to one is, uh, number five, Cyclops. Number four, Wolverine. Ew. Number three, The Ew. Human Torch. Number two, Spider-Man. And number one, Green Lantern. Like Chris Evans' uh, Human Torch. Are we just talking? Wow, like, I we... couldn't disagree more with your top five. So... These are not my favorite in the movie that yeah, they're yeah, in. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. These okay. are my favorite comic book okay. characters. That just yes. been in who they are, yeah. and they're in movies. Got it. Obviously, Green Lantern is the worst <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I don't disagree. But Green Lantern, dude, Green Lantern imagined properly and put into a DC movie, that could be the Guardians of the Galaxy of that franchise. Yeah. The Green Lantern Corps is a bunch of goofy, weird aliens that all are like super-powered policemen. That's yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy in the DC universe, mm -hmm. if you do it right. And it's not done right. He was always my favorite. Yeah, we Beware my power, Green Lantern's light, <laughs> bitches. We wanted to do it with like ones that were in movies, not because like we're not rating it based on the movies they're in, but the movies could help your image yeah, of them. For sure. But oh man, having like Human Torch oh, and like Cyclops Dude, in there. Dude, Firepowers yeah, are like, sick. Wolverine, he's got like Cyclops. blades. Dude, Cyclops is a fingers. leader and uh, a hero. He's a freaking dingus. Yeah, he is he's a, a dingus. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna bully you, dude. <laughs> we're super. What comics villains. have you read, Boner? Yeah, Watchmen. That's it. Uh, all right, Nick Doria. What about yours? Um, all Make right. me proud. So let's go through. Uh, this isn't in any particular <laughs> Sorry order. Sorry for thinking outside of the box. <laughs> You're so in the box. It I hurts. I do appreciate that. It's such a Nick Delier <laughs> list. I love it. Um, okay, Deadpool. Sick. Wolverine. This is in no particular oh, no order. order. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. fair, fair. Uh, Deadpool, Wolverine, uh, Spawn. Whoa, that's a sick outside-the-box yes. one. Spawn, fucking awesome movie. Those, uh, although I really don't think I ever actually read the comics, I just remember perusing through at a young age and how crazy the, the graphics were yeah. um, and all the illustrations. Um, another left, uh, left field blade uh i i hate that dude but yeah, i go. i don't know i i you, just you have love our buddy jimmy movie. is obsessed with the blade movies the, i don't know <laughs> that's, uh, awesome. that's just this is really sticking to the movies because i have no idea about the actual uh comics and the yeah. graphic novels with them uh and then numero probably this would have to be numero uno because this is like what made me fall in love with all superhero superheroes is spider-man oh cool. yeah. spider-man is that was like, your number two yes. yeah yeah 
Yeah, Spider-Man's pretty sick. I mine is I didn't realize how basic mine was going to be in comparison. Yeah, because you're I, simple and you didn't go to school. No, because yeah. I there's you're easy right. arguments for each of these. <laughs> he was in my number five track. is Iron Man. Um, you know, I, I I've grown to like him. People love him way more than I do. He mm. is really just a billionaire playboy misogynistic guy who is um, p- fueled by his own shame. Uh, but anyways, number four is Black Panther. Uh, I just, I like the way that they do that in the movies. Number three is Batman. Uh, number two is Superman. I love Superman's powers, and I love that Superman just saves. He's it, it's simple. But my number one is my is my boy Captain America. Mm-hmm. I just I really believe in him, and I think that these movies really help that. I I love Chris everything Evans crushes it, and just he's, he's awesome a human job. being, but he's a super powered human being. I like that. He doesn't have any special powers. He's just strong. And fast. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. Yeah. No, uh, I, I do agree. you guys have any honorable mentions? Uh, uh, Magneto and Mystique. Well, yeah, Dude, I guess Magneto or not, I won. Yes, or not it. really. That's exactly I love that. We're not really that. heroes, but they kind of are, and they are in some of the comics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to Their cause the is, they are like, uh, uh, yeah. Their cause is um, they're a little bit more militant, but right. they're act- what they're trying to aim for is right. Magneto. Magneto's my favorite villain. I think yeah, he's the yeah. best. Magneto's he has to be my favorite. I'm a Jew. He's a survivor yeah, he's, of the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, After Green Lantern, he's I, my I favorite just, comic book character. I, I wanted them to be predominantly um, heroes for me. Um, for I sure. put in uh, uh, Doctor Manhattan for uh, from Watchmen. Oh, there you I go. I love that. Um, Deadpool is on mine as well. Mm-hmm. I love Deadpool. And actually, I put in what my my favorite X-Men, not from the movies, is Jean Grey. And that's mostly because I'm really obsessed with telekinesis. Like, I I literally have dreams. Like, almost every <laughs> single night about... Te- when I realize I'm in a dream, I start trying to move things in my mind. Because you can do that. If you realize you're in a dream and you stay in it, you can do whatever you Lucid want. Dreaming. You're that you guys guy. better dream, y'all. Do you have uh, a dream journal? I, I used to. I really need to get one. Uh, do you guys have an MVP for these movies? Any quick Jesse ones? Eisenberg. Just kidding. Ugh. Yeah, uh, he's definitely my uh, let's see. MVP. MVP. Baron Zemo. It works. Yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I think... Um, I think in Dark. I don't know. I think Captain America, I think he does a great job. Every single movie... He gets better and better. Yeah, uh, really like the first one well. was soft. First, first Captain America, I was like, this, this is gonna be bad standalone movie. This is propaganda bullshit. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second one comes out, and you're like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then this one, you tie in his amazing abilities with. Um, a little bit more of an emotional toll. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think I loved I loved him in these. Nice. Uh, and then obviously you know he's a Chris Evans is a Boston guy, so got to represent. Oh, true that. So Ben Affleck yeah. and Batman too. Chris so. Evans just seems oh, like an Boston. awesome person. Him and Jenny Slater, uh, awesome couple. I think they broke up. Uh, that's sad. Well, you guys were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I MVP for me. I put the, <laughs> I <laughs> uh, I put the Russo brothers. I like what they did. Um, uh, do you oh, have any quotes that you, we didn't get to that you want to yes. mention? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, great quote in Batman versus Superman where Holly Hunter, Senator Finch or whatever, she goes, you can call me whatever you like. Take a bucket of piss and call it Grandma's Peach Tea. Yeah, and then he <laughs> gives her Grandma's. I didn't catch that line yeah. both times I watched this. No. So, she, so I didn't understand why there was piss on her table. Yeah, well, they throw out like her being the real Southern girl that time. And then yeah. she's like, I grew up on a farm. I know how to wrestle a pig. 
Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Is I don't that know. A thing? It's not that I. It's like, dude, Holly Hunter, you're five foot one. <laughs> yeah, home girl. Exactly. You ain't fucking wrestled what no are you pig. talking yeah. about? Maybe More a piglet. Yeah. Played 18, shot 18. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this up. I just can't seem to miss. Just can't seem to miss. I thought about this. This is oh, like, Hawkeye. that is just that line is the best argument for me to be like, wait, maybe I want to be Hawkeye if I want to be a superhero. Because <laughs> like, the dude, maybe he has special powers. Like he can't miss. Like Domino in the Deadpool movie like is like bullseye? lucky. Right. But he oh, can yeah, like. True. He magically hits everything. Like he never misses. He's dead eye. Everything's purpose. Or bullseye. Whatever. Purposeful. Yeah. Um, I love when uh, uh, when he goes. We haven't met yet. I'm Clint, and Black Panther's like, I don't care. Yeah. And then it's like that. Thank you sounded for like shutting a, them up. You for sounded like Antonio Banderas there. I don't uh, acquiesce. Acquiesce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I love the, uh, Tony, you're being uncharacteristically hyperverbal. Yeah, that's, that's a great weird, line. Yeah, she, I've gr- really grown, I didn't talk about her in acting, but I've really grown to like Black Widow as a character. Like, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. it, she's awesome. I'm kind of excited for the movie. Me too. It, it's weird. It's Doesn't weird and not made, a place, but yeah, I, I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Florence Pugh is, is, that, is that girl. Yeah. You guys didn't even mention your favorite line across the entire movie of uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh, maybe we mentioned it. Lois Lane is the key. Yeah. yeah. Lois Lane. Did you notice at the end when fear he's him. talking to, uh, when he's talking to Lex, he goes, whatever you do, wherever you go, I'll be watching you. And I was like, dun, 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 yeah. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> I'll be watching you. Uh, all right. Let's close this out, dudes. Uh, do you guys have any recommendations of things that people should watch? Uh, I don't have recommendations for uh, things people should watch, but as we've been recording this, uh, the uh, Nostaljunk podcast uh, tweeted us out as a shout-out, so shout-out to them. Oh, sick, yeah. Um, uh, we I, do a cross-promo with them. Um, yeah, you so can hear really, out the back of them. really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you guys. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, this is uh, about super-powered people. If you haven't seen the movie Chronicle, I think that's a really oh, clever yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, you are my guy. Did you put that down? Yes. Yeah, that's. Dude, that I love that movie. Chronicle's great. I love lost film movies. Yeah, or, found footage. They, yeah. Found footage. They, it can be hit or miss, I guess. Yeah. That movie crushed Michael B. Jordan. I think it's beast. really clever the way they do it. And I also yeah. thought it was the first time I was like, Dane DeHaan is going to be like this huge actor. Yeah, and it kind of was for a little bit. But, yeah, uh, he did his things. Oh, God man, it, the part when he... Ah, uh, the spider thing where he, uh, uh, yeah. where he like, rips spreads all the legs yeah. off. Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, it's really clever. Nick and I saw it in theaters and it was really it's fun. Great. I love uh, I also recommend that you go look up the Captain Planet video uh, by Funny or Die with Don Cheadle. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. Uh, any other recommendations? The only thing I'd recommend, be, just because I think it, I looked it up and it's got horrible reviews, but it's got a soft spot in my heart because I think it's a great movie. The Spawn? Um, no, Spawn. Great movie. Everybody loves that movie. Yeah, um, is true. The Punisher. Oh, the yeah. The Punisher, yeah. I don't know. It has horrible reviews. It's definitely a little cheesy at parts, but I think that movie is awesome. And there's one fight scene in that movie that is totally epic. Don't want to ruin it, but... If you haven't seen that movie, give it a give it a little view. Did you watch the show? Travolta's a little odd as the as the villain, but did you watch the show? No, so I never I saw the show. I need to watch cool. Daredevil. Yeah, and, uh, I, we tried Daredevil. 
Uh, it was tough, I, I, too. Everyone, yeah. everyone loves it, though. We're definitely yeah. in the we're definitely like the like minority. Agents opinion. of Shield is like pretty good for a couple seasons, and then it's not. Anymore. What about Agent Carter? Uh, whatever. All yeah. right. So you guys can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram.com slash facing off pod. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash facing off pod. Just look up facing off for either of those and you'll see our stupid faces. And then uh, send us an email. We didn't get an email from you, mom. So uh, what's up with that? Yeah, what's up? And I want to hear, I want to get some emails from you guys. Just like send us something. It's, it's better than just sending me a text. Think out something. We'll read it for everyone on the pod. Uh, facing off podcast at gmail.com. Nick Doria, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Uh, n- Don't do it. No, no. Well, he's tagged no, in our post, so go follow him. Actually, follow me. I need the clout. Yeah, I need, cool. I need the, Well, uh, thanks for having. A, uh, thanks for being on. Man. You know, thanks for having me. Really I appreciate I'm, it. I'm glad I was able to jump yeah, on man. for one of these. You movies. made some great points. And honestly, thank you, thank you for thank being you. a listener to the pod. You've been listening to a lot, and you Absolutely. give me good feedback. Yeah, man. And since, I, I appreciate that. Since numero day numero uno. That's um, true. But you in. know these these Marvel movies and everything, I wouldn't have as much knowledge without my friend Gary Cantor. Torsky. He Gary. is the biggest comic book nerd I know, so I give ha- not half of my knowledge, but a good chunk of my knowledge to asking Gary questions. So shout Gary, out to come Gary on the pod. Gary, you're our boy. Yeah, Let's come on, Gary. Fly out west. You're dude. sick. All right, send off, Nick. Um, okay. two. <laughs> <laughs> Longing, rusted, seventeen, daybreak, furnace, nine. Benign, homecoming, one, freight car. Soldier? Yeah. Soldat. <laughs> <laughs>